Welcome to the After Party with the Sober Kates, where anything goes. Come hang out with us every Thursday, Thursday, while we sip our favorite booze-free beverage and talk candidly about our lives and sobriety and our party girl pasts. Disclaimer, this podcast may contain some triggers regarding drinking and includes mature content. These stories and experiences are our own, and what has worked for us may not necessarily work for you. This is not a substitution for treatment of any kind. Thank you. Thank you, and let's get the after party started. Welcome to episode 34 of the after party. Today, we're just going to catch up with each other and talk about life, I guess, and what what you all have been missing out on. The Kates and our daily, daily doings. Yeah. When we left off, Big Kate, me, that's me, was going on a therapy extravaganza. And little Kate, what were you doing? And apparently no one can remember what I was doing <laughs> last time that we talked. All right. Well, I sure as hell cannot. <laughs> let's get started. I'm your co-host, Big Kate. And I'm your other co-host, little Kate. And this is the after party. What are you drinking today? I have to be honest, I am drinking water today. But yesterday I drank Health Aid Booch Pop. It's their new line of kombucha soda. So I had a ginger fizz. I did buy it for this podcast and we didn't <laughs> record on Sunday. <laughs> so I couldn't wait. But um, it, I would highly recommend it. It was delicious and refreshing. I haven't and seen I, that yet. Yeah, I just saw it at Whole Foods. Mm-mm. So I'm going to buy other flavors. Nice. What are you drinking? I also have some free hotel water. It's delicious. Mm. Um, you know, over the holidays, we had uh, one of my favorites, Lagunitas Hoppy Refresher. Super good. Yeah. Um, still tapping into my hop tea. Yeah. Uh, winning so it's a lot of hop tea to finish yeah it's it's more than I have ever dreamed of um so one of the biggest things that we did while we were on a Thanksgiving break well something that we both did was tapping or EFT emotional freedom technique with our friend of the podcast and in the internet Amy C. Willis of Hall and Wealth Yes, we both got to do, we did separate appointments. Yes, separate yeah, for once. We weren't tapping each other. <laughs> <laughs> so tapping is, I saw this description of it and it sounded perfect, uh, psychological acupuncture. Yeah, and the actual tapping is there's actual like acupressure points on your body mm-hmm. that you literally tap on. And it's very like high energy areas and there's a lot of nerve endings in these areas and it just like awakens all your electrons that can flow through your body. And I know that when I did it, I felt a lot of tingling sensation. Really? Yeah. Like I could feel the energy like waking up and moving. It's like getting the blood flowing. Interesting. Yeah. It's supposed to kind of like a tap tap into your body energy and um also kind of relieve maybe negative energy balances yeah how did your appointment go so one of the things that you have to do prior to tapping is we both had to pick a 
topic Mm -hmm. um, because Amy creates, I guess, a script for you, you know, what you're, what you're looking for out of tapping and what kind of, what you're trying to get a release from basically. Um, For me, my tapping was about self-love and codependency, Mm -hmm. Um, trying to get some relief from that. I, you know, have a hard time giving myself that radical self-love. And a lot of that comes out for me um, in codependency. Yeah. Um, What was yours on? Um, I picked mine on stress and how to manage stress because I think like the most detrimental thing I do for my health right now is I'm very high stressed and I hold it all in my body. So when I do finally give myself a break, it's like all that energy is released and I just like deplete myself. So I'm trying to get out of that cycle of constantly filling my cup up with stress and then there's a leak and I'm drained and then having to do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. So I focus a lot about like work. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if you spoke about this with Amy, but she told me that like, usually you only need one session. Yeah. um, To see a difference. So do you feel like you have seen a difference? Yeah. So as soon as we started the actual tapping, it was like the first prompt that we did Mm -hmm. first spot that we were tapping. And I just started like crying. (laughs) So through what negative talk track first. Yeah. So negative, then positive. And then I chose to go to the negative again. Oh, bold. Yeah. I just, sometimes I tend to like resonate more with hearing, like, this is what you're going through as opposed to like, this is where you could be. Yeah. It's less realistic for me. So I definitely had an emotional release and I definitely, like I said, felt the energy and the tingling and I felt like pins and needles everywhere. And it's almost, and like when we were doing spots on the face, Mm -hmm. it's almost like I felt like a little bit of a high. Wow. Yeah. So it definitely, I could, and I, I do resonate more with that where I can feel a change. Mm -hmm as opposed to just like, and trust me, this is no shade to anybody because I do Reiki all the time on myself and I don't feel anything (laughs) and I'm trying to believe that it's working. Um, but I, I think it helped immensely and I've been doing it when I'm stressed at work, tapping certain points, repeating certain phrases. And it's really just like a good grounding technique for me now. Yeah. I was thinking that like for myself, um, I would say I haven't really felt much from it. Uh, you know, going into it and thinking about it and like all well, these questions that she sent over, I was like, they. it took me two weeks, I think, to even answer the questions because they were just so emotionally charged for me. Um, but I think that when we got into it actually, that the tapping and talking was not distracting, but distracting like it just took me I was so concentrated on doing that that I wasn't yeah. really concentrating on much else I feel like right it's it took a lot for me to like because it's call and response is that what it's called yeah so you have to repeat what she says and yeah 
I even told her before, I was like, I have ADD. I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember what you're saying to me. So you might have to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, but I did some, definitely sometimes I was tripped up. Right. There were some times when I'm like looking up like, wait, is this what you said? And like the words just escaped me on like the meaning. Right. So I definitely yeah, understand. So, so I don't know how much of an emotional release I had. Um, but it's, she said it's something that you kind of just notice going forward. So we'll see. Um, yeah, it's like a practice with everything you have to just, the more you do the practice, the more benefits right. you'll feel. Yeah, I could definitely see how it be a grounding technique because you're, that's one of the major things like touch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you're forced to like stop in the moment when you feel whatever is triggering you and you breathe and you're tapping an energy source in your body and you're repeating these affirmations. So it's, if anything, it's just a, thing to bring you back into the moment right yep so anybody like go check out her instagram it's ms amy c willis on instagram and um her company is whole and well yeah or send us any questions if you have any questions like we definitely did about what eft tapping is moving on i forget what the next topic is I broke my phone today. There was a thunderstorm. My phone got drenched and it no longer works. So I didn't even know what time it was because my computer won't update and it says it's 3.30 in the morning. So <laughs> All out of whack. Is there some sort of technology in retrograde? Maybe I've been Lunar tapping eclipse. too hard. Maybe. Oh, it's a full moon tonight. Yeah, today is the full moon. All right, switching gears a little bit. I finally took a visit to a psychiatrist for the first time. Now, a little bit of backstory is that, you know, I've had mental health problems for a long time. I've never seen a psychiatrist. Um, The first time I was on antidepressants, I had just told my general practitioner, hey, like I'm depressed and I have anxiety. She basically was just like, okay. and I got on Zoloft mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, I was seeing a therapist at the time and what had happened, I think is obviously when I was drinking, I did a lot of things that were out of character for myself and things that may have seemed impulsive and, you know, just, you know, to maybe a therapist or something may have seen like some sort of mania or manic things, but actually it was just like a kind of like alcohol induced. So when I was with my um, therapist, like the first thing that we did was, oh, like she, I might have ADHD. Um, So then I got, this is why I was still drinking, but so then I got on a prescription for Adderall Mm-hmm. And I was on a prescription for Zoloft and Adderall at the same time. And then basically neither of those things had any effect on me. She said that since the Adderall didn't have any effect on me, then I must be bipolar because, yeah. That's a weird jump. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I have no idea. If, if anyone's listening, the Zoloft, it's like the perfect thing. Like the Zoloft made me like drunker or like made me black out harder. It was just like after a couple of beers, I black out. 
Um, and then Adderall kind of just was something that I could abuse. Um, I don't think that I really did, but I also didn't really need to be on it, I don't think. Um, the jury's still out on that, but. So when we used to take Adderall in college mm -hmm. and we were sober doing it most of the time, did it have an effect on you then? I don't remember. Just that one time, remember I cleaned real hard? Oh yeah. And, and I made like up. the photo collage. Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cleanest our dorm room has ever been. Yeah. But no, as an adult, like it, it most, as taking it sober, like kind of just made me like feel like jittery and like high, I guess. Mm -hmm. So from there, uh, she, my therapist basically diagnosed me as bipolar, something that she had thought, you know, the rest of my sessions from there were kind of based around like, oh, well, you're bipolar. That, that this all makes sense the way that you were acting. Um, and even after I got sober too, while seeing the therapist, you know, she had said that. With anything, I got like on the bipolar Reddit pages and like did more research about it. And it's not, it's something that I like never really, I believed because, you know, I, once I got sober, I got off the Adderall because I <laughs> didn't think that it was right to be on it anymore. Um, Zoloft was having no effect on me, even as I upped my dosage. So I just stopped taking that as well. So basically I was someone that was diagnosed as bipolar, but I was on zero medication and just like, you know, living my normal life. Um, you know, not to say that my emotions or anything were like in control at times. They definitely, definitely were not. But that was probably like three years ago. Um, and then finally last weekend, I was finally got an appointment with a psychiatrist. She's basically said, I'm 99% sure that you are not bipolar. And, you know, we definitely would have known it by now. Like you've had no, you're 33 years old. You've had no manic episodes, um, especially since you've been sober. Mm -hmm. And um, not taking medication. Right. So like, she's like, we definitely, definitely probably would have known by now <laughs> if you are bipolar. So one, it's like super interesting to think that like, just the way that I was acting, I guess, um, just completely opposite of myself when I was drinking, you know, kind of got me a bipolar diagnosis. Yeah. And like alcohol, one of the side effects, one of the top side effects of alcohol is impulsive behavior yeah. and not making good decisions. But I can also draw out like bipolar disorder or any thing like that obviously but right but I think maybe it's that diagno original diagnosis I don't know about you but I used to lie to my doctor about how much I drank <laughs> so like if the question came up it'd be like yeah I have like five or six beers like one time a week even though I was drinking like 12 to 13 beers three nights a week yeah but I would have rather gotten a diet a different diagnosis than to like confronted been confronted with my drinking issues right so maybe it's it's maybe the byproduct of drinking can be confused for bipolarism yeah. if someone's mm -hmm. not yeah looking taking their drinking into account yeah. or the you know the therapist isn't doesn't have that information yeah and it's the same thing with anything like um you know, the alcohol should really be taken into account, you know, also for 
anxiety or depression um just because you know it can really really accelerate those things and just think about like how anxious I used to be when I was basically withdrawing I think Mm -hmm. um so Sunday scaries and yeah like sometimes my anxiety would be so bad I like wanted to die because it was just like I couldn't like I could not function yeah I think that's so I have ADD and ADHD and I was on Concerta for many years and it wasn't until I stopped drinking that I didn't like the way it was making me feel it was actually upping my anxiety whereas before when I was drinking and I had anxiety I would you know, take my medication and it's for ADHD, ADD and anxiety. So Mm -hmm. my anxiety would go down. So I was like, oh, this is working wonderfully. But after I stopped drinking, it didn't, it was raising my anxiety. So it was lowering my drunken anxiety, (laughs) but it was actually raising my baseline anxiety. So I, yeah, the brain. Yeah. So, um, after that, and like, it's interesting, like, obviously I've never been to a psychiatrist before and like, she didn't really care about like any of like my, um, like my problems, I guess it was more just like very Mm -hmm. methodical where, you know, family history and, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. So now, you know, it feels good too, to be hopefully on a, you know, on a treatment plan getting that bipolar check mark, nothing wrong with that, but getting it off of my um, health record and like knowing like, yes, like obviously I have generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder. Um, and now she said the jury's still out on my ADHD, which just can't tell after one um, session for that. Mm-hmm. So from there, we'll see. I'm now on an SSRI. Um, it's only been a week, so we're going to see what happens. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So do you think that when you had that diagnosis of like bipolarism and you weren't getting medical treatment, like what, how did you feel about that? Like, did you, did that make you feel like shameful about it or, um, like almost to a point where it was like, well, I've been off of it so long and now I have anxiety to even like seek treatment. No, um, it's nothing. I, it's kind of like something that like almost went like in one ear out the other, just like, okay. Like I never really believed her. So, okay. Um, you know, some things make sense. Cause like we were talking about how it's like, it is a cyclic mood disorder, bipolar. You know, there's different levels of it, level one, level two. Um, and, you know, sometimes I thought like, you know, it's just like minor mood changes. So, but my, the psychiatrist told me that it's very common for people to be misdiagnosed with being bipolar. So I would just, if something didn't resonate with you, if you're listening to this, um, you know, maybe get another opinion um what I did because it's so hard to get a psychiatrist appointment Mm -hmm. um so what I did I went on I did telepharapy telepsychiatry um amwell.com am 
W-E-L-L.com. They do take insurance. Um, so, and then they have, a, they have a lot of psychiatrists. Well, in, in Pennsylvania at least, but That's I got an appointment with them like a, in like a week. Yeah. Like I know I like before, like that was one of the things that I always had a problem with is that, you know, they six months out mm-hmm. for appointments, um, the quote unquote good ones, they don't take insurance. Yeah. And it's very expensive. Yes. Um, and then also too, um, a lot of times they want you to see a therapist within the same practice. And, you know, I've already been seeing my therapist for six, seven months now. I'm not starting over. Um, and that was always, that was always like a hurdle for me just being rejected because, you know, I didn't want to see a ther- therapist in their practice. Right. Cause that's a very like sacred relationship that once a lot of times it's trial and error. So once you find one that you do feel comfortable with, it's like a gynecologist, like you don't want to give that up. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like highly recommended that you don't just take medication. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it shouldn't be like forced on you or like, it just like, you know, could be a whole nother episode on just like the medical system with how it's more so that they just can't work together somehow. Well, it's, and it's a lot for, for profit. Yeah. So they want to keep it in the practice and the more diagnostic codes they can use in their office, the higher their budget can be, the more like resources they get for the next year. It's a lot of political stuff. So yeah, there was something like that with this. I mean, Amwell also does have therapists, but. I wonder now if it's like with COVID and everything, if it's just more turnaround and easier to get an appointment with a psychiatrist because it's the telehealth now. And it's more convenient to not have to block off a whole hour to see a patient when you're in the comfort of your own home doing these yeah. appointments. It's possible. Just um, give it up for technology. Let's give it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I don't know if it's a tapping or the new medication, but you know, I do feel like I'm leveling out a bit. So. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt to do uh, multiple modalities at the same time. Yeah. And see which one sticks and the more the merrier. Yeah. Um, all right. So following up to Thanksgiving, how was it? Um, it was good. I actually worked twice on Thanksgiving. <laughs> On actual Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. So I was on call for work. So I went in for four hours in the morning and then I got a call at around 2.30 that there was a heart transplant patient that they needed the results for. So I had to go back in. Oh, man. So in between, it was like I worked, came home. Dave and I cooked like a nice brunch, worked, came home. We cooked dinner. So it was just work, cook, work, cook. <laughs> But uh, you know me, I loved, love the social distancing. Yeah. Holidays are just so stressful for me because my parents are divorced and now I'm married. So on one day, it's like the pressure of going to three different houses. Yeah. So it's not relaxing. It's a long day for me. And 
by the time I get home, I have to go to bed. <laughs> Can't How you guys just like pick holidays each family gets? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, and neither of us want to like give up our family. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, mine was really good. My husband was in town and it was our first Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving together. Um, and it was really nice to have him there. Uh, it was super relaxing the whole day. Uh, just chilling with family and just like my close family. And, um, you know, watching you stayed football. at your house. Yeah. Watching football. My dad made us a really nice meal. Um, it was perfect. Yeah, you're, I miss that because I remember the night before Thanksgivings, we would like get ready at your house and your mm -hmm. dad would be prepping so much and like, oh, that pumpkin cheesecake roll that he made that one year, the log. Oh, yeah. yeah, the roulade. Mm -hmm. So good. Your dad is like an amazing cook. Yeah, this year we had um, pumpkin cheesecake. Mm. We had pumpkin risotto. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's special. fancy. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and then I had texted do because like I had felt like I ruined this other Thanksgiving that I was supposed to go to. Like we always go to my aunt's on the following night, and like I'm still kind of anxious about it, to be honest. But um, I guess you just you know just COVID. You know we didn't feel comfortable being in like in an enclosed place. And I think like a lot of people think like, just cause like, you know, someone doesn't mean that they don't have coronavirus. Right. But like just cause you like know someone and you love them and like you trust them doesn't mean like they're not asymptomatic. Doesn't mean that they're not sick or whatever. So it's, you know, it's a difference between like, um, you know, I'm at work all day but like I'm wearing a mask all the time and I know like you're not who wants to wear a mask at Thanksgiving dinner right so. yeah it was it was weird because Dave's family didn't want to get together for Thanksgiving mm -hmm. because of coronavirus which is very understandable uh but then we got the text like on Friday saying like what's everyone doing this weekend yeah and we're like oh I did, was COVID just coming in for the day I didn't know just Thanksgiving day COVID was planning to strike <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know because it was like I felt I felt so guilty for canceling on on my aunt um mm. that also it was like in a different state too we're not supposed to be crossing state lines right now like Pennsylvania I think has a quarantine order if you mm -hmm. leave the state but um I felt so guilty I like didn't want to make plans with anyone else the entire time and like my husband was like upset because he's like no I came here he doesn't he never he hasn't been here since in six or five months so he like wanted to see some people I was like nope we're saying yeah which is the responsible thing to do it is because you're right just because you they're your friends or family doesn't mean they don't have COVID so Dave and I have been like extra cautious with who we see. Mm -hmm. And last week we decided to go to a friend's house. Definitely will not say their name. Love them. <laughs> but um, 
just the four of us just hung out, played some video games, very like low key night. And we chose to do that as opposed to like go in the city or do something else. And we're like, well, we're being smart. And then, you know, four days later, got the call that they tested positive. Oh, my. So we are currently self-isolating as much as possible, self-monitoring our symptoms. It's been uh, like a week and a half, and we're good so far. And Dave had his test yesterday, just to double check. I have one scheduled Wednesday, just so we know for sure if, you know, we're asymptomatic or not. So I guess we're leaving you guys with another COVID cliffhanger. I know. Part two. It is, it's always me. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. So um, guys, we'll let you know next week if I am Corona positive. Ooh. Another cliffhanger. Yeah. I really feel like it's closing in on us. Like yeah, it basically, I mean, if surprised if you don't have it, but. Yeah, and like our friends, like when we saw them, didn't have any symptoms, were perfectly fine, and then like hit a wall, had a fever, very sick, and it lasted. And then when I like the next day talked, they were better. So it lasted like a day. Yeah, well, that's not, I don't know, think that that's standard, but it's really hard to tell. So that's another thing too. That's why you think like, oh, I couldn't have been that because I'm okay. Yeah. But it was smart that they still went and got tested. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have. Scary times out there. Yes, it is. All right, everyone. We love you. You don't have to go home, but you do have to wear a mask. And you probably should just go home. And you should probably just stay home. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining the after party brought to you by the Sober Kates. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep the after party going, follow us on Instagram at the Sober Kates.